This is the post-game podcast on the Blood Red channel, bringing you all the big match reaction with views from the press box, the dugout and the stands. Hello, it's Paul Wheelock and welcome to the post-game podcast. React to Liverpool nil, Brighton and Hove Albion 1. After 68 games from beating at Anfield in the Premier League, the defending champions have now lost two on the bounce at home. With this latest defeat, maybe even more disappointing than the loss to Burnley that ended that long run. I say that because it came on the back of excellent away victories over West Ham United and Tottenham Hotspur that hauled Jurgen Klopp's side back into the title race. But now Sunday's visitors of leaders, Manchester City is looking make or break for Liverpool. We'll have plenty of build-up to that match on the Blood Red channel over the next few days, but this podcast is all about what went wrong at Anfield on Wednesday night. Four of our regular fan callers have phoned in, Ross Strachan, Steve Dawson, Hannah Pinnock and Mark Baker, and they make some really interesting points about Thiago, Jordan Henderson, Naby Keita, the difference between Liverpool and Man City at the moment, James Milner and the team and system Jurgen Klopp went with against Brighton. So do stick around for what they have to say. But we'll start at Anfield with the verdict of the Liverpool Echoes, Liverpool FC correspondent Paul Gorst, and then every word of Klopp's post-match press conference, which includes an injury update on Jota and Sadio Mane. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Liverpool now trail Manchester City by seven points at the top of the Premier League after a 1-0 defeat here against Brighton and Hove Albion at Anfield. Uh, back-to-back defeats for Liverpool after going 68 without a, without a defeat prior to the loss against Burnley last time out. And uh, Liverpool are without a goal now here since uh, the one-all draw with West Brom way back on December the 27th. This was probably as, uh, as dire as it's been in that time, it has to be said. Liverpool really struggled to create anything of note without Sadio Mane, um, without uh, Diogo Jota, of course. Um, and to be honest, it was a bit of a lengthy injury list for Liverpool. They went into this one without Alisson Becker, um, navigated, of course, um, but Liverpool really felt their absences and couldn't create much at all in the first half. Um, I think Mohamed Salah had one shot. Um, in the first half and that was blocked on the edge of the box and then um, in the second period didn't really get much better. Roberto Firmino fired wide, uh, Mohamed Salah had a shot from Trent Alexander-Arnold's cutback but uh, Liverpool probably used to this kind of story at the moment. Teams sitting in, digging deep, defending um, in numbers and working hard and teams know that they will eventually get a chance at Anfield and so it, uh, so it transpired as Steven Alzate turned home, Dan Burns knocked down and um, Brighton couldn't believe their luck, uh, their first win here. Well, first win against Liverpool at all in the league since uh, since the early 80s. Liverpool now trail City, as we say, by seven points ahead of Sunday's massive game. But uh, Liverpool perhaps now looking only at a top four challenge. Um, Liverpool drop out of that. It really will be um, disastrous for the coming seasons. Back back to a time when you think of when football might be back to something resembling normality with fans inside stadiums and Liverpool not having that crippling injury list that is... Um, virtually put pay to their title hopes. Um, Liverpool now uh, mired in a fight for the top four only, it would seem, but um, Liverpool need to pick, pick themselves up. Go again on Sunday against uh, Pep Guardiola's side. The good news for Liverpool is that uh, City haven't won here since 2003, but uh, that is very uh, scant consolation for Liverpool as they uh, trudge off the field tonight, having been beaten 1-0 at home against Brighton. Uh, so it's finished, Liverpool nil, Brighton 1. Hi, Jürgen. First of all, just your assessment of the game tonight, please. Um, yeah, okay. I spoke so often about it now. So um, it is first and foremost, yeah. Brian won the game, rightly so, deserved. Um, they were 
fresher than us tonight. They did um, more good things than we did. Um, and we lost too many easy balls. I mean, the best way to defend Brighton is to keep the ball, to play yourself um, football. When we did that, obviously, then we had at least control. Didn't create a lot. I think uh, I said it now plenty of times in all the interviews outside that um, for me, the team looked tonight and so long ago that we looked like this, but tonight we looked um, fatigued, mentally fatigued. Um, and that leads to not the best legs as well. That's how it is. Um, it was a tough week. And today we, um, we were not fresh enough, means then good enough to, to, to break um, the formation of Brighton. And in the end, they, they scored a goal, had other chances. We kind of as well, but um, they scored and that's why they deserve to win. Taking all that into account and the lack of freshness about your squad that you mentioned, Jürgen, how significant a moment do you feel this is in the season, even in the title race with a seven-point gap and, and City to come at the weekend now? <sighs> um, yeah, the, the, the gap to City is, is now, I know. I mean, I'm manager of Liverpool and I have to say, and you always ask, and we were champions last year, and I have to say, yeah, oh my God, um, we want to be champion. Yes, we want, but you need, the, you need the games for it, you need performances for it, and we don't have. So that's the truth as well. So we have we fight for other things. We fight for three points. And they are when they are that's not decided yet who will get the three points on Sunday. So we will try to to we have to play better, but we will try as well. And then we will see. But these these gaps are, are not interesting in the moment because they are they are the result of the the results we had already. So whatever we can influence is to the next games. And that's what we will try for tonight. It was not enough. We, we saw that, we know that. Um, and we have to change that. Okay. So you've any, yeah. Okay, I've only got one more hand up, which is Sam Morton. Sam Morton, unless it's been a short press conference, Sam. Hi, Jürgen. Hi. Can I ask what you what you thought of Brighton's performance today? Did it come as a, as a surprise to... Surprised that performance at all? Not at all. Not at all. I saw that not only the Tottenham game. I said before the game, I, I see Brighton quite frequently. Good. They were good. Um, in the end, so um, with the, they had then a few counterattacks when we tried really hard. That's where when, when Kweef was outstanding and, and, and kept us in the game. Definitely, if, if, if we are 1 0 up, they don't have these counterattacks. That's clear. We were not. So they, they scored a goal. They had a clear idea. So it's the passing the ball to burn or chipping the ball to burn and go from there. Um, we had our moments that we did quite well with that. Again, the best way to defend Brighton is to keep the ball. And for keeping the ball, you have to pass the ball from A to B. And A is, should be Liverpool and B should be Liverpool. And very often B was Brighton because we passed the ball in their feet. Um, that helped Brighton, definitely. But anyway, I'm not surprised of the performance, not at all. Okay, we'll go to Carl uh, Markham and Paul Joyce. Carl. Hi, Ergen. Um, uh, just wondering how far away um, Sadio Mane and Jotter are from returning. Didn't I say that before Before the game? That didn't change during the game, by the way. They, um, Diogo is... I don't know exactly, a couple of weeks. Three, two, three, four, I'm not sure. Um, and Sadio, we'll see. He might be available for the weekend, I don't know. Um, didn't they didn't train with the team today? Maybe um, yeah, no. We will see. 
Okay. And then finally, Paul Joyce and Andy Hunter to finish with. Paul Joyce and Andy Hunter. Yeah, again, you mentioned about the team being um, mentally fatigued. How difficult is it to change that with another game in four days? Difficult, but I'm not sure. If I look, don't forget, I'm not native. Um, I, I, I don't. It's like for me. It's tonight was really tough. We had two tough games. It's now not behind. We are not mentally fatigued, like depressed or whatever. Just for tonight, we were not fresh enough. That's right. that's for sure. That's what I mean. Eh? So and and not depressed or whatever. Then please don't 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 forget. I'm not native and don't make stories of my bad English. So we were not fresh enough here. That's true. Um, and that's what you have to be. And it's like, how is that? It was a tough week. And I, I, it's like we are still only a few minutes after the game. Um, and the, the, uh, my job is to find explanations and to work with that then. And um, I know, and you know as well, how much better football these boys can play. You know, there, are two, there might be two reasons. One is they don't want to. I think if you would agree with me uh, that that's probably not the case. So then why didn't it work? And um, so these are the things we have to, to, to figure out. And the moment... I was involved in these two games, so it was for me tough as well. So we, you go to London and play there, you come out late in the night, next day you train a little bit and you go again to London and then you come back and you play Brighton. So in a, in a, obviously in a good shape tonight and um, that's then tough. That doesn't mean a lot. So we have now one day more to recover. We spoke about that very often. That means the world actually to footballers and to bodies in general. And hopefully we will use that. The Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel. An understandably flat Jurgen Klopp there. But what did the fans make of it? Well, let's start by hearing from Ross Strachan. It's Ross from Witness with his thoughts on the Liverpool v Brighton game. A truly woeful performance this evening from the Reds and we've lost the game 1-0. Nothing more than we deserve from the game. We were terrible. First half... Mo Salah's had a chance very early doors, the first two minutes. Probably should have scored. And I could probably sum up the performance of that. That was that was it. That was the only chance that we had. We were absolutely abysmal. The tempo just was non-existent from the very, very beginning. And it didn't change in the second half. Like I say, first half, we had that chance early doors. And that was it. Absolutely nothing from Liverpool. We had... A fair bit of possession. I wouldn't say we dominated it, but we had a fair bit of possession. But everything was so, so slow. We looked null of ideas and it was just, a, it was really, really painful first half to watch. Brighton, well organised as you'd expect. Any team coming to Anfield now, they know how, people know how to get results against us now. Be well organised, but you've got to give Brighton a bit more credit than that. They weren't just sat there. They were pressing at the right times, they were well organised at the back, like I say, they were lively when they went forward, they chose their occasions to go forward, and I thought, like I say, I thought Brighton were excellent, and you're going into the second, and I've said it many a time this season, you're thinking they're going to come out second half with a bit more enthusiasm, a bit more tempo, but it just carried on exactly the same as the first half, Woeful and Brighton have gone in front, I think it was about 55 minutes. A decent move from Brighton, they planned their attack well. They got in at the back post and I think um, Nat Phillips has been a little bit unlucky, got a toe to it and it's deflected off one of their lads and flew into the corner. And They've, they've gone 1-0 in front and they deserve 1-0 as well for Brighton. 
And even after that, you're, you're thinking there's going to be some urgency here. We made substitutions, double substitutions with Regan and Chamberlain, who done absolutely nothing when they came on, the both of them. Didn't change a thing. I want to say probably the worst performance we've had this season. I thought we, I thought we were really poor. And especially coming off the results we've had the last few games, we've seen we've picked up, you thought we've turned the corner. It was all positive. We've had new signings coming in. Um, you're all positive about that. We've had the results. You think, get this win tonight. You're going into the City game at the weekend on a big run and you'd fancy your chances there, but it's absolutely not the stuffing out for us that tonight. And I don't even know where to begin player-wise. I thought, I thought our whole midfield struggled, the front three struggled. I'm a bit worried about Thiago. He's, you can see, like I say, he's got the ability, but... Does he fit into the side? I just don't know yet. Obviously, it's early doors, and he's a world world class player. But I don't know. This question marks. I don't know. But I will mention it again. I think I've mentioned that every time I've done a pod, Endo cannot be playing centre back now. Let's get him back in the middle of the park, running that game. He wouldn't have allowed that game to be so slow tempo wise. Now we've got these two new lads in. Great, great news that we've got these two centre-backs in. Let's, that's, let's focus on one positive, maybe we can. We've got Kabak and Davis in. Two centre-backs, You'd ho- hopefully they're hungry to prove themselves. If we're going to have to throw them in, throw them in. Because we need Endo further up that pitch. Hopefully Fabinho will be back. We can maybe use him as the experience. Nat Phillips hasn't done himself any harm at all. I think tonight he was OK again. To, so... At least we've got a little bit of cover there now. Hopefully these two lads will come in and do a job for us. And like I said, tonight, Brighton-wise, thought they were excellent. Ben White, Dunk, uh, the, the big lad down there, down the left, caused a lot of problems. Ben, I think his name was. Trossard, I think, was the pick of the punch for them. Uh, real live wire. Very creative, and he seemed to have a bit of a free roll on the attacking side of things. And he was involved in all the good things he did. So, yeah. Big win for Brighton, fair fair play. We've got to take it on the chin, but that is really, really disappointing performance tonight from Liverpool. We've got to be looking now to bounce back. City now is a massive, massive game Sunday. And all we can do now is try and be positive. We've got two new lads in, which has been we've been crying out for. So we've got the we've got the backup. Hopefully we can get a few lads back from injury, get Mane back in the mix, hopefully for the weekend. Um, get Henderson back in the middle, and let's just try and stay positive. We'll go again Sunday. We've been here before. We know what we've got to do. Come on, Liverpool! The post game podcast on the Blood Red Channel. Some really good talking points from Ross there and that's also very much the case with Steve Dawson, Hannah Pinnock and Mark Baker who you'll hear from now before we wrap up the podcast. Steve Dawson on Liverpool's 1-0 loss at Anfield against Brighton. Very, very disappointing. Let's not forget Manchester City now have a game in hand on us. Yes, we play them at the weekend but I think that's probably a step too far for us now. We may well beat them at the weekend. In fact, I would fancy us to do so because we do well against good teams. But there are too many teams that will put 11 men behind the ball and as things stand, we struggle to break that kind of a setup down. 
Uh, there's been too many of those games so far this season and there's too many more to come. And I can't see Liverpool retaining the Premier League title now. Those two big results that we had in London were wonderful, but they didn't do anything to arrest the problem that we have. And it's a significant problem. It's not a weakness in the Liverpool side. It's something that all good teams will struggle with. This problem of breaking down teams that come to shut up shop, uh, score on the break and are quite effective in doing so. And um, I think Brighton put in a super performance tonight. They, it wasn't just a question of putting numbers behind the ball. They defended very well. And it's hard to say they didn't deserve the points tonight, if not for Kelleher, who I thought came in and did a, another very fine job. You could make a reasonable case for saying that they could have won two or perhaps even three nil. So that's a tough one for us to take on the chin. I must admit, it didn't start well. We gave the ball away a good number of times in the first 20 minutes in particular. Bobby Firmino gave the ball away twice in the first minute and a half, I think. Um, it just it didn't look from that moment on as if things were going to go smoothly for us. Thiago's incisive through balls that we've, that we've come to pin some hope on didn't really seem to to come off they they shut those channels down he he may well have been able to squeeze the ball through the first line but the second line would would close up and um the options that Mo Salah had in particular were just narrowing by the second and it was it was very very difficult for him i thought Genie Wijnaldum in that in that holding position is not quite as effective as when he, when he plays uh, in in a number 8 role uh, holding the ball um, and building attacks. I think this is one of the consequences, isn't it, of us having so many injuries and uh, having to fill in that centre-back with players who would normally take that position. Uh, we didn't take our chances, though. Um, I think Mo really needed to, when, when Trent squared that ball to him and he, he took it first time but couldn't get it on target, that was one that needed to be buried. And if he had managed to bury that, it might perhaps have been an entirely different story. I think Jürgen's substitutes were were on point. I think bringing Genie and Shakov for Origi and Ox, despite what I've said about both of them recently, was probably the thing to do. We, we needed something different. Uh, Origi can generate things on the left-hand side sometimes, uh, and Ox can have a, a crack from outside the box and, and sometimes be electrifying but I still still was a little bit bothered by the way Ox carried himself I think he's seeing the end of his Liverpool career this season I think he realizes that what we really needed today I think were three men who were not available Sadio Mane the 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 chance to see him run at players get behind them cause them a bit of panic would have been very very material I think Diogo Jota We've seen him already be able to break down these staunch defences and late on in the game as well, particularly when legs get a little bit weary. But I think perhaps just as important as those two, Naby Keita would have been very effective today. He gets the ball at his feet and then he runs forward with it. He can, he can find the gaps that Thiago finds, but instead of putting the ball between players... 
Keita will often run between players, take them out of the game completely and increase our numbers behind that line. That's what Naby is good at. I recognise everybody's frustration that he is, like a number of players, unable to stay fit for any prolonged period of time. But I certainly, at this stage, would give him another chance to, to show that he can do that. So I am longing for him to get back. I think that's the Premier League done for us. I think it's important for us to aim for second and keep the pressure on Manchester City because next year when we get our players back, for me, we'd still be the better side and we'd still be favourites to win the Premier League. But I think it's going to be interesting to watch Jürgen's selection now because I suspect he will begin to prioritise the Champions League and we may well see players rested with that in mind given that um, the press for the Premier League title seems <laughs> less less pertinent, let's put it that way. At Galasahi on Twitter, G-U-L-A-S-A-H-I. Back-to-back Anfield defeats and another disappointing game to have to sit and watch. Um, oh, it's just frustrating because we were starting to see a turn in form and now we're back to back to this um it's pretty uninspiring performance all round first half was was dire but you sort of expected us to to turn things up a notch second half um you know but i mean salah had a fantastic chance in the first half to give us a lead but you know, fantastic ball over the top from Henderson, good running behind, and you'd expect him to bury it, but he fluffs his lines and he can't seem to get the connection right. So that's that's frustrating um, because games like this where we don't create an awful lot, we need to be taking our chances when they do come. Obviously, the injuries don't help. Um, we're having the same conversation every week, um, and to a certain degree I think the team is being let off the hook slightly because of the injuries um, I think fans are probably a lot more understanding because we're aware of the circumstances and obviously we've made the signings to help but then you know for you know as great as it is that we've got two defenders in they're not Virgil van Dijk and they're not Joe Gomez and to a certain degree they're not Joel Matip so um, it's not an ideal situation um, but if anything I think the most concerning thing is the fact that we don't seem to have the answers for, for teams that sit back and for t- low block sides We it's a recurring theme that, that that is the teams that we struggle against I mean Tottenham and West Ham don't you know, they don't play that way they didn't set up that way um, and you know we came away with a good positive result um, but obviously Brighton are quite a defensive team um, you know especially against the bigger sides so you know we're back to you know for, for every, even you know if they didn't score I couldn't see us scoring so at, at this point when we're going into these games you're expecting a draw or a defeat <laughs> so um, as much as we don't like Manchester City, you have to respect the way that that they do break teams down. And you know you can 
defend as much as you want against Manchester City you can sit as deep as you want you can put every single player behind the ball but they will still find a way to cut through you and punish you um whereas we don't we don't have we don't have that fear factor teams know that they can you know get at us and if anything i think we're more concerned about them you know misplacing a pass or because i think maybe that is partly what it is i think we're not taking as many risks as we typically would because we know that we don't have the either the recovery pace or the the defensive solidity behind us that you know our midfielders and forward players probably know that if they misplace a pass and give the ball away stupidly which we did a lot today we are a lot more vulnerable when opposition teams break on us so I think to a certain degree we're more or less taking the safer options um we're not playing as on the edge as we we normally do um so i think that that plays a part in it but we sooner or later need to start finding the answers and i don't know if jota will um definitely help that hopefully he does you know provide something a little bit different at least something a little bit more inspiring uh to come off the bench but you know it is a concerning pattern um if anything because you know we've got quite a few games this season where we're going to be coming up against opposition that are going to sit back and absorb pressure and if we can't break those teams down then you're talking about a lot more draws and potential defeats than than we can afford so um definitely need to find an answer sooner rather than later but um this isn't made easier by the fact that we've got manchester city next (laughs) um if anything that's a little bit a little bit terrifying (laughs) um considering their form and our form but i mean they're a different team different philosophy and um with fabinho and hopefully sadio and allison back um hopefully it'll be a different game um and we can get something from it but at the moment it's not looking likely mark baker reflecting on liverpool versus brighton or valbian at anfield desperate performance from liverpool and a, a culmination of, a, of what you feel you've been watching for a month in terms of not having real any in attacking idea to break down teams who seem to have found a fo- found a formula to stop this current version of liverpool winning games at home and I do put a massive asterisk or caveat on that that this current version of Liverpool because I think before we start anything we've got to appreciate that Liverpool are massively understrength from the side that have been so brilliant over the last two years and have lost key components out of the side I mean even today with Manny missing such a key player for Liverpool really and I know that Liverpool's front three have had the troubles over recent weeks and been part of performances which have similarly been blunt in the attacking sense but obviously the loss of of Mane the, the moving round of players in key positions the destability at centre-half obviously the goalkeeper was missing today so you've got to factor that in before you start that you aren't watching the Liverpool side who've been to two Champions League finals won a Champions League and, and won a league that's quite obvious one thing I would say is 
I thought Brighton fully deserved the victory today. I felt they had much more opportunities in the opposition box. I felt they, unlike some of the teams who played Liverpool of late, who have literally set up with little ambition, but took moments in the game, either set plays or isolated incidents, I felt that Brighton more than deserved the win. And like I say, were comfortable throughout. It was a comfortable win for Brighton. Untroubled. Felt they were able to build the game easily. Didn't think Liverpool could really lay a glove on them in terms of the build-up. I felt they were always comfortable. Liverpool could not sustain attacks. In previous weeks, I think that there's been an issue. Not so much sustaining attacks, but more just the actual... uh, level of quality in the final third whether that be the final pass but I don't think that was the case tonight I just felt Liverpool were beaten by a side who were very well organised and I think that obviously Brighton I think the underlying numbers have them around sixth in the Premier League in terms of defensive and attacking statistics combined so they're a far better side than you would imagine but at the same time uh, you can't account for how poor Liverpool were and I was shocked really because I felt that Liverpool might change when it became apparent that Brighton were quite comfortable in the game and try and interrupt the positions of the players on the field to be able to get higher to Brighton and maybe maybe affect affect the game a bit more where they could sustain more attacks and box them in where I never felt they could. Liverpool obviously started with a 4-3-3 system. I felt it looked very lopsided. I didn't really understand the idea of Shaqiri playing off the left-hand side. Shaqiri's a player who plays off the right-hand side, opens the game up onto his left, his left foot and is able to combine with higher players and Alexander Arnold can make the movements on the overlap and I just didn't see the benefits in, in Shikiri. And also it totally has no replication of the role that Manny plays, it, it dragging players in field, running in behind to allow Robertson. So that was a strange one, especially after Shikiri had been operate, operating in a much more central position of late. So I felt the structure of Liverpool could have been better with the players available. I've said for a while now, I felt James Milner's been under the level to play central midfield for Liverpool as a starter. I felt he looked again a yard off the pace, both with and without the ball. So I felt there was little tweaks there, and especially because you consider Liverpool have been struggling to create chances, and you felt that maybe a more creative midfielder, Curtis Jones, for example, could have been the third midfield player in there, knowing that Brighton, quite rightly, were going to set up like all the rest of the teams who've come to Anfield at late, because why wouldn't you without, without the ball? You'd replicate exactly what's worked for the majority of a very average teams coming and hoping to have some success, which it did. So I felt the personnel was a bit strange. It's not normally that I criticise actually Klopp, but I, I would have potentially tweaked one or two. But listen, what do I know? He's a world-class manager, one of the best managers in the world. So, But also, I felt the system, because Liverpool didn't deter or differ from their 4-3-3 setup, but it was quite apparent they couldn't sustain any pressure. Liverpool have never, ever been a fantastic team at at breaking teams down with individual ability from the midfield section of the pitch. So they haven't really, since Coutinho, well, they haven't got a player who's got a little bit of ingenuity, a little bit of craft, a little bit of disguise, who can find moving targets, who's got a little bit of X factor with the ball in terms of passing. Obviously, they've got Thiago in the side now, but he's a player who's much more adept at doing that from deeper areas, breaking lines with passes, not the final pass maker. And I felt Thiago played some excellent passes in the second half, which were miscontrolled by forward players, which has been a a theme, obviously, of, of Liverpool's recent home game, because there's no doubt the forward players haven't, play, haven't played up to the level. 
So yeah, Liverpool have never been a team like a Manchester City who can cut through you because they've got so much guile in the final third and players who can combine at such pace and and see passes that other players can't. Liverpool whole game has been based around transition. The fact that they can dominate territorially with the position of the players, turn over the ball quickly and counter-attack, especially if teams look to build from the back, which has always played into Liverpool's hands. And it'd be remiss to think that Liverpool, in their so, so successful period over the last few years, have always won these games comfortably. I don't think it's been the case. I think Liverpool have always accumulated more points that potentially all the performances over the season deserved. So it's not like they haven't had this issue before, but they've managed to get over the line. But it is becoming apparent now that the confidence is lower, not having their best team out, because we know that with Liverpool, with their best 1-11, to in their style, in how they play, and all the weapons they have because of the players who play in certain positions, at their absolute elite and ultimate level, when they have all of them on the pitch, find solutions to these problems. So they might not play like Manchester City, but they're able to win games in the manner that in their differing style. However, the problem at the moment is you wonder that Liverpool don't look like they have the personnel. They don't look like they have the personnel off the, off the substitute bench. And at this moment in time, they've got underperforming players in the starting eleven, and also players who are not at the level of the players who are, who are key players who are missing in the side. So... I think I said this to you last week or so, but Liverpool just needed to concentrate on qualifying for the Champions League at this stage this season. There's been too much disruption. I don't see a team who can go on and win the league in its current form. And the vultures are circling behind and underneath Liverpool. And I think it's I think it's really we're halfway through the season now. And Liverpool are no by no means in a comfortable position in their qualification spot. And I don't really see that changing between now and the end of the season. I think it's gonna to go to the wire. I can see it going to the wire and Liverpool just need to make sure they get in that spot now, regain some confidence, which is going to be difficult. They've got Manchester City next, which adds to its own problems because at this moment in time, Liverpool do not look aside and Manchester City not only is being organised without the ball, but are outstanding in terms of when they get it. So it's going to be difficult in the short term, Liverpool in the short and long medium term, Liverpool needs to focus on stay qualifying for the Champions League this season because it'll have such a massive factor going forward on so many aspects of recruitment, all them kind of things. So that's the main priority for now because they are in really poor form with underperforming players at this moment in time who keep coming up against the same problem and the with a, a personnel at this moment in time who can't seem to solve it. You've been listening to the Post Game Podcast on the Blood Red Channel.